Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. A big webinar coming up Thursday. Oh, boy. That looks like tomorrow. Uh, so Chad wants to work on the slides for that. He's going to join me in the 7 o'clock Rob Black and your money hour. Um, with that being said, I think it's also kind of nice to get a different voice on occasion in financial media. I think you should use the voices as what they are. Um, uh, insight into what we're thinking, not necessarily insight into what you should do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Very exciting times. Very exciting times. The coronavirus already has upended 2021 health insurance premiums. And copays. Um, the U.S. reported sixty-seven thousand four hundred single-day spike of new coronaviruses. Bad news abounds. The healthcare industry is getting rocked. They're going to have to raise prices. The mathematics of it are—it's not going away. It doesn't look great. We've heard stories about, is it airborne? We've heard stories about, can you get it more than once? And that's scary stuff. Just like measles was scary, just like polio was scary. Um, Do we think we live in an age where we can't possibly see an outbreak of polio again? Or do no, because every now and then we do. And it's usually in a remote part of the world. And diseases tend to start in remote parts of the world, sometimes even in the United States. So we're dealing with that, and then bam, last night after the market had closed, Moderna said that its coronavirus vaccine produced a robust immune response or neutralizing antibodies in all 45 patients in its early stage human trial. You know the people that say the flu shot can give you the flu, they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. What it can give you is the antibodies that look just like the flu and your body says oh I should defend against that because that's a foreign particle so if one year it's the COVID-19 flu if one year it's the you know the winter flu uh, flu short for influenza this is a nasty one I use examples like measles and polio and mumps and rubella as an example of don't think you're immune to this because your mommy and daddy weren't immune to it um, so people who are afraid of flu shots drive me crazy because that's exactly what Moderna is producing right now. They're looking at the flu. They're saying, okay, it has one part black particle. It's got one part, uh, neuron 17. It's got one part skeletal knocky knocky. <clears throat> and they kind of reproduce that and then put a small dose of that. Not the full flu, just parts of it. If they gave you the whole full flu, you, you would be like, uh, So for them to say in all 45 patients in the early human trial, they built significant antibodies, robust immune response. 
uh, on a day yesterday where uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Philadelphia Eagles said, we will not have fans in the stadium all year long. They've told their season ticket holders, stay at home, be safe, don't get in large groups, don't pass it around. Maybe, I don't know, Pennsylvania's got some funky laws tied towards bankruptcy. I don't know. Maybe they got some health care laws. I don't know. But for them to shut down baseball and football completely yesterday, I was like, oh, boy. Now we've seen San Diego and L.A. say they're not going to start on time. They're going to start online as the school system. So I, I don't think the news is getting a lot better, if that makes any sense. And then Moderna yesterday comes out and says we've seen a, a, a huge robust immune response that's good news um, and we'll see how the market trades off that today <clears throat> market is set to open up over 500 points Goldman Sachs had a blowout quarter so we're starting earnings season we know the Fed said we're not going to raise interest rates until the end of 22 we know that Congress is working with the president on a fourth round of stimulus we know there's been one, two, three rounds of stimulus. <clears throat> All things considered, we seem to be prepared for a move higher. If the Moderna vaccine goes into testing and significant wide testing, let's just say if one person, like let's just make up a case, right? All 22-year-olds develop cancer and die when they get the shot. You're like, what were we missing? What were we not thinking? Three months after we built their immune response, they turned into vampires. That's where we can go bad. Uh, there's a lot of ifs and buts. If it works, but if it doesn't work kind of thing. So as Moderna sh shoots up 15% before the market opens, American Airlines, United Airlines, Royal Caribbean Cruise all popped 7%. <clears throat> it should start the day off very strong. How do we finish is a big question mark. But that's out there. Some new product from Ford, the 2021 Ford Bronco. It's kind of a interesting vehicle. And I bet Elon Musk is laughing out loud, right? As Tesla's the most powerful uh, electric vehicle company, to see the Ford Bronco come out, you're like, man, Ford and GM, they're left fighting over the scraps of marketing well, of uh, goodwill, of, uh, yeah, the Bronco is probably going to sell pretty well. It's going to start in price range from thirty dollars to $60,000. It's new. People will maybe say, hey, I heard that COVID thing's getting ready to wrap up, and uh, we should go look at a car, honey. It's got enough back space that we can put a tent in there and, and go on vacation. And she'll go, but I want to go to Hawaii. And that's why the airlines are up. Right. So these are interesting times. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, good second opinions. Google announces 100,000 scholarships for online certificates and data analytics. If you've listened to me and Chad and I have been together doing some marketing for 20 plus years. Um, if you've listened to me, one of the things that I said is our college system is broken. And it was broken on the payment side, on the parent side, on the what the kids are getting for the money side. Yes, if you were math and science, you did great. So Google says we're going to announce 100,000 scholarships for online certificates and data analytics, project management. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. 
Um, I think the idea of kids going to college this fall <clears throat> is so flawed. We don't want our children to get sick. We don't want our young workers to get sick. We want them to get jobs and fall in love and make babies, little taxpayers. So when Google says they're going to be handing out 100,000 scholarships for online certificates, if you're working, let's say, as a masseuse and you're like, I haven't been able to work for over 120 days, you may go, well, I'm at home. Maybe I should become a data analytics person. Now, that is such a privileged thing for me to say. Maybe you should get a better education. But I think what I'm trying to say is I think the university business model, there's too many colleges and there are too many for-profit colleges, period. And they can hide behind. They're not, you know, they're uh, they're good for the state. They're good for the country and they get tax breaks. But eh, let's just put it this way. Some degrees are going to fund and sponsor other degrees. <laughs> it's like some really crappy soccer players. They make a team of them. So that they'll pay their dues to pay for the, the, the good team who will have to pay less. So Google getting into schools real quick. Let's think about this for just a second. Is that not the future for Facebook, for Google, for Apple, if they want trained employees to do it themselves? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, even the higher end ones. Webinar tomorrow night, Thursday. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Chad is prepping some slides for tomorrow night's webinar. That boy cares too much. Uh, And I say that with with all due respect. It's a wonderful trait to have. At times, he and I don't get along, and that's normal. We're two men. I think we were put on the planet with different mentalities. But he cares way too much when he's prepping for seminars because he wants to do a good job. He wants to show you the best information. He sees it when people don't do that, that it can ultimately hurt someone. So he's working on that. You can find that webinar tonight. Not tonight. Tomorrow night. Newfocusfinancial.com. We'll talk about the update on the markets for sure. We'll talk about uh, politics. Definitely not. Other than to say it's a political year and political years can be kind of crazy from investment standpoints. For instance... Joe Biden said yesterday he was talking about spending trillions of dollars in the next two years on clean energy. One of his ideas is as we as we get back to work, uh, let's come up with some new industries or let's accelerate them faster. Let's try to be less dependent on gasoline. Let's try to be less dependent on oil. Let's try to be more dependent on U.S. innovation. You get the idea. But when a presidential candidate says, I'm willing to throw down two trillion dollars There's some money there. And as an investor, you should say, "Okay, well, that's part of the formula. And again, he has to get elected. Right. But when President Trump was getting going through the election process, and I'm oversimplifying this when I say this, had you invested in companies that build walls, you would have done very well. Or that's the theory, because a lot of money was going to go in that. As it turns out, one section of the wall is is cripplingly bad that's been put up. 
and taxpayers, you know, threw in hundreds of millions of dollars into it. And you kind of get the feeling the guy who constructed that part of the wall might have been a friend of Trump. So there may not have been an investment angle, but the money in the steel might have helped support steel prices, except for steel is super easy to make now. Steel used to be a massive technology. It's a really, really weird thing to say out loud. Steel was a massive technology, and the United States had an edge. We were able to make it cheaper than the rest of the world and better. Germans eh, are like, do not say that. But steel used to be a technology, and that goes back into the history of the United States in a funny way is that – you look at Silicon Valley and you're like, that's the heart of like innovation. At one point in time, the heart of innovation was Detroit. Cars used to be technology. Cleveland had its day in the United States. Philadelphia had its day. A lot of cities that were once booming and thriving are struggling. I think I saw, and forgive me because this statistic is probably a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. I think it's a little bit longer. At one point in time, I was dating a graphic designer in my early 20s, and um, she used a lot of Mac products. So she really introduced me to the Mac as like I was a PC builder kind of guy, and she was like, well, as a graphic designer, I have to have this. So And she did some great graphic design. She'd worked for a lot of banks outside of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a big uh, – the East Coast has a lot of banks, a lot of banks, a lot of legacy old banks. And she'd be working on annual reports. I'm like, you know, I'm not allowed to see that. Because she was, she was working on it before it was released. She was putting the art to it, so to speak. Um, but at one point in time, Pittsburgh saw a defection in people. People leaving the city for like 20 years in a row. And people who tend to leave are 20-year-old children. As I would refer to them. They go, Mom, Dad, I don't want to work in Pittsburgh and work at a steel company. Mom, Dad, I don't want to work at Heinz. I want to go to the big city. I want to go see the world. So for 20 straight years, I had an exodus of people. And I think my point here in the segment, I always try to do something in a segment that teaches you one thing. And since I do two hours of radio a day, then you're learning probably eight things in theory. And sometimes it's, it's, it's smart and sometimes it's incredibly stupid. You say, what's the point of this one? Cities change. Dominance change. In the United States, Detroit once was the sparkling jewels. Cleveland, a city so filthy that they had a river catch on fire. Is that possible? It happened. Um, so be ready for that kind of change and don't get caught up. Robert Schiller was talking yesterday that big city real estate should decline. He said, I think there's a risk that home prices in urban areas may decline. The benefits of city living, such as restaurants, museums, and theater shows have really been put into question. I like Robert Schiller. I don't always agree with him, but I like him. Shiller said assets are highly priced across major markets. Is he saying that my home price may go down? He is. And I think it's a genius thing to say right now because, again, if you live in the city and you're paying twice the rent that your buddies live in 25 miles from the city, you're like, but we've got great restaurants and we've got great museums and, well, all the good-looking people live here. Um, Good-looking people become less good-looking when they don't go to the gym because they've lost their job. (laughs) Good-looking people look a lot less good-looking when they're not going out and shopping for expensive clothes because they've lost a job. And, well, no one's going out anymore. So some of the keys, some of the positives. Um, I've got a buddy who he's setting up his own apartment for the first time. You can tell he's someone I work with, and he's going all out. He's like, he's going hog-wild. 
he's setting up gaming rooms. He's setting up LED lighting. And I'm like, you're renting, dude. <clears throat> this is not something to invest in someone else's property. This is a time to live minimally and go out and see the world. But you can't go out and see the world right now. So you look to Modern and you're like, you better come through. There's three or four companies that are pretty prominent who are working on vaccines. Again, we have to get through the trials. The trials are the last part. Uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase three is going to be the trials where we see if it works on a mass appeal. What if it doesn't work for African-Americans? What if it works really well for Europeans? What if the vaccine doesn't work at all for Australians? What if the color becomes an issue? What if... Uh, uh, income becomes like there's so many questions to answer so much science to figure out in the next 90 days so Robert Schiller's talking about the housing sector now I want to bring up one thing that Schiller talked about a couple years ago um, that was just perfectly right he predicted the housing bust in 2007 and 2008 and as a guy who owns a home I'm concerned when he says you know the shift is here or the shift could be here. The shift should be here. He doesn't have to answer the question for me, but he's saying suburban homes could be a better investment um, for home buyers given uncertainty around the coronavirus. And he's not telling you to go sell your house. He's just saying, there you go. Don't be surprised. That That's one option. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Do you know today is tax day? Ain't that crazy? We're so used to like in March, getting your taxes done. Are you getting your taxes done? And now I'm like the IRS governor, the IRS.gov website yesterday wouldn't let me pay my taxes online. So I was like, do you mean I have to go? Do you mean I have to go and uh, go to a store and see people and talk to the postman and say, do you have a stamp? Good man, do you have a stamp? And yeah. So uh, July 15th is the last day to file your 2019 return and pay taxes owed for that year. The IRS has received 142 million tax returns as of July 3rd. They've paid out 95 million refunds. Big webinar tomorrow night. Learn about it at newfocusfinancial.com. Listen to the commercials and hope to see you there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. For another couple minutes while he's prepping slides for tomorrow evening's webinar. He and I are going to do a run through today to make sure it looks right. You get the idea. So you're stuck with me and you have high, high hope. I'm very optimistic. It's in my natural approach to life. Um, and what am I meaning by that is I try not to get into a situation where I'm like, right. I try to get into a situation where I have high hopes. I don't care if a Republican or Democrat wins. I just want everyone to do their best job. I have high hopes for people, right? In the past, I think we've had some good Republican presidents. I think we've had some good Democrat presidents. And I don't know what happened. I have high hopes that we get back to that. But again, very naive I am. Wall Street's going to be interesting today because a lot's going on. Uh, have you ever looked at someone who's like really artistic and their hair is like in a man bun and then they're wearing like Michael Jackson pants and they're wearing like cowboy. And you go, that's a lot going on. That's what I see when I see the market. The Dow rallies 400 plus points out of the gate today. On ideas on, hey, let's take a look around. Is that 
immune response thing real out of Moderna? Are we going to be talking about, you know, can we mass produce it? What are the side effects? Are we moving on from will we get the formula right to the next level? We're close. And I think we'll get there. I don't want to pretend to be a doctor. I kind of remember early on in maybe March when this was starting to get kind of hairy. That one doctor might have said something like this will be a pretty easy flow. It doesn't have like it's not it's not that complicated to break down and make a vaccine out of. So we will get it, but the process will take nine months because um, you can't turn the ovens. There's no switch 12. There's a switch zero through 10. You can't doesn't go that high. So the markets have opened up pretty big in the green on the idea that Moderna, ticker symbol R, no, no, MRNA, biotech company. Now, that stock got upgraded earlier this week with a 40% move on the upside. And I talked about it on my show. I said, analyst sees it as a $90 stock when it's currently around 60. Uh, give or take, there was a big open that day. And I said, this is your chance to get in because he sees it going there. And if he's right, you'll be thrilled. Again, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer. Uh, there's no shortage of companies trying Novavax. There's no shortage of companies trying to come up with a cure. But Moderna's work on previous COVID type of scenarios and disease type scenarios seem to put them in a unique position to potentially be the ones to start it faster than everyone else. I'm not going there. What I'm saying is that Wall Street is trying to play with us. Uh, yesterday when the news said, I said, well, that's going to be a big open tomorrow. And in the first 10 minutes, I'm already seeing the open pull back a little bit. So maybe a lot of this news is built in. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Um, Chipotle plans on hiring 10,000 workers to support drive through Oh, boy. <laughs> now we're going to get into the conversation is, are those good jobs or bad jobs? Or are they just jobs? Uh, I'm not going to get political on you. A lot of companies will try to come out of this in a better position. And you're seeing Chipotle is trying to angle for that. And that's, let's give their management kudos. Amazon's down today on the news that maybe there's a vaccine in the works. Why is Amazon down? Because we thought we were never going to be able to leave the home again. We thought we were always be uh, shopping online. Or, or maybe Walmart's or I'm sorry, Amazon's down today because Walmart announced last week that they're getting into more of a prime like service of delivery. And if nothing else, maybe that'll stop Amazon from raising the prime services from $79 a year to $99 a year to $109 a year to $119 a year. Maybe they'll have to be a little bit more competitive on the product they're recommending so they can make more margins so they can lose more money in the delivery process. I don't know. You get the idea. Sometimes it's tough to put a finger on why a stock's doing what it's doing. Home sales paused during the Novell coronavirus pandemic. Now, I know it's not called Novell. It's called Novel. But I kind of wanted to write a joke in like, home sales are more novel than war and peace. I read War and Peace. I'm allowed to make that joke. Anyone else who hasn't read it, you're not even allowed to laugh. Economic uncertainty and lockdown measures have prompted 22 million Americans, or 9% of the population, to delay buying a home during the coronavirus pandemic. 
you could sit there and go, I think I think people are losing their jobs. They're going to move out of the city. That's true. Robert Schiller just said that. And he's not a bad economist, uh, in my opinion. He's won a Nobel Prize before on thinking about money. So the idea that people may leave, yeah, you may be able to get that home. A big earthquake could send people back to the East Coast. A big recession or Facebook getting broken up because they're a monopoly could send you know millions of jobs to other parts of the country. So here's the thing that's just a kicker. And this is why you got to play the game and you can't try to be right. Is who knew that the pandemic was coming and that people who want to buy homes are sitting at home thinking about, I want to buy a home, but I can't go out. Um, and again, that, that imaginary process of, I want to go to Hawaii, but I don't feel comfortable doing it right now. I'm afraid if I book, there's going to be a spike in the airport. I'm going to be flying out of John Wayne Airport. Oh, they're changing the name on that one. Why? Because John Wayne was a racist, according to the media. I know nothing about that. And when I hear the stories on that, I'm like, I'm not even going to go there. I don't even want to know about it. Was he or was he not? Um, but then I start thinking like, well, he was from my dad's generation. <laughs> and I certainly know my dad had some tendencies that were not pure. Um, anyway... Mortgage forbearance continues to be prevalent right now. So there's a, an issue where a lot of people aren't making their mortgages. A lot of people aren't doing their rents. But you have a lot of people wanting to buy homes. Then you have that trend of, well, we don't actually have to work at the place we work at. So why not live in an area that's half as much? Spend more money on vacation. Spend more money on cars. Spend more money on video games. I get it. Your paycheck can only go so far. Um <sighs> You know, one of my COVID moments that I hate to admit, but I should admit, because there's an investment lesson here. I watched a reunion, <laughs> not of Frozen, no, not of the Goonies, no, although that was a particularly good movie. It really kind of advanced things for children to be action heroes. Uh, but I'm digressing completely. And the kid who, well, I don't even want to get into it. But anyway, what was the reunion show that I watched? I watched a reunion show on, on Gilligan's Island, and it wasn't even recent because they've all died except for the professor's last living male. And I think uh, two of the females, Ginger and Marianne, might still be alive. Ginger might be dead. But Marianne got hit some hardships, right? So she's doing GoFundMe pages. She's had health issues. Like, like hey, everyone loves sweet old Marianne. Like, I'm dying. Help me. Um, so I was watching the, the reunion, and I was like, I didn't know this, but Gilligan wore a toupee. I didn't know that. And, like, he still wears a toupee. You, you could probably call it a wig because, like, a toupee is just on top. It looked like the whole thing. And when I was a child, I watched these reruns. I lived overseas a lot, and the reruns overseas were awful. There were the Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island. That's all the TV we got, essentially, for children. So I watched this stuff as a child. And... Um, I was watching the reunion as an adult. I was like, whoa, Alan Hale, the guy who played Skipper, he had a pretty good life. It looks like he made some money and he went off and invested it in real estate in California. And 40 years later, ta-da, he's done well and he's happy. Then you see Marianne, not so well. And you kind of see like who who's coming out of it strong, who's coming out of it weak, who's going bankrupt. Um, you get the idea. Um, what's the point there? Oh, I was watching it on YouTube. 
I'm so done with ABC and BCC ABS, and I have been for 10 years, 15 years, that as soon as Netflix and HBO up their game, I was like, screw network television. All I need network television for is sports. Uh, you see where this is all going, right? It's all going to an investment lesson of Netflix. It's all going to a network uh, investment lesson of Google TV was a great service, and they were doing it for 40 bucks a month. I think when it first launched, you could be grandfathered in for life at $35 a month. It's now up to like 60 bucks. They've had to add channels. They've had to take away channels. So Google TV is competing with their own product, YouTube. I like Google TV, but it is starting to get just as expensive as cable TV. And that sucks because then you see like Disney Plus offering ESPN, Disney Plus and Hulu for $12.99. And you're like, you know, that's not going to last. And I, do I switch now and give up my $35 grandfather clause price or what do I do? But again, the kicker was I'm almost actually thinking I've watched so much YouTube in the last five years. Concerts. I like the killers. Go Google killers. Go Google killer covers. You'll find like, Wow. I like ATR. I was like, what did they look like 10 years ago? And you can find out. It's all on YouTube. And keep in mind, there were some competitors to YouTube back in the day that they're still out there, but no one cares about. Companies like Microsoft started a business model like Mixer, trying to be the YouTube for video gamers. And Amazon's Twitch kind of rock, scissors, papered it out of the game. YouTube TV kind of rock, scissors, papered it out of the game. Um, so watch where your media is going, especially in the children. People wonder why elementary schools gave kids, uh, Apple Macintoshes. It was to get them used to it. Is it nefarious? Is it a conspiracy theory? No. But once you're using Google classroom and it's tied to your, your Google mail and your friends have your Google Gmail address and Google's a big winner in COVID with both YouTube and with Gmail and with kids getting used to their products and even parents saying, I'm tired of network TV. Hey, big webinar tomorrow night. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. It's right after work if you're working per se. Find out more at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton, New Focus on Wealth. I was involved in financial radio 20 plus years ago, and Chad had a client whose mother heard the show and heard my show and had questions for her daughter. Isn't it funny how sometimes we live through other people to handle some of our affairs? It's like, um, I've got pretty good handyman skills, but there's still a handyman that I'll go to for like the final guru guidance if I have a question. Um, Same thing with finances. So this was a grandmother of one of, was the mother of one of Chad's clients. Chad was in a kind of a different business model. Um, And it's a good thing. It brought us together. I I like that he was going in the financial planning world and I wanted to get out of the investment advisor world. Um, So we've been working together a long time. The investment advisor world is crazy because how good are you lately? Personally, I've beaten the markets every single year, I feel, but I've done it with crazy risk. I've done it by owning too much of one company, too much of one sector. 
And in your 20s and 30s, you can kind of get away with that. But when you're in your 40s and 50s and people need that, you know, investment to potentially retire off of, you can't be messing around. You can't be over betting, so to speak. Anyhow, um, markets rally today after some data from Moderna, ticker symbol mRNA, stokes vaccine optimism. It's kind of a nice thing to say out loud. The last couple of weeks, we've heard that the phase three trials are getting ready. There's, Let's say there's three phases. There's technically three phases on getting a drug approval. Phase one is like a computer simulation. And they'll say, okay, what's the ingredients that you're going to use? You're going to use cortisone 14 and white dye 6, and you're going to use sugar. Well, we've used all of that except for the white dye 6. So we're going to say, let's go to this phase two and we're, let's keep an eye on that. Most drug compounds have been used for hundreds of years, 100 years. Very molecular science-based driven. We're not injecting people with new types of drugs that, oh my God, I just grew an extra brain. This new experimental drug compound, it activates the brain. That's not what we're doing most of the time. So phase one is kind of easy to get through. Phase two, you start doing it with... You start injecting these animals and making them take pills of uh, 10 milligrams and 20 milligrams and 30 milligrams and none and who's responding and who's not. And then you have to look at like the different types of fetus. I know you're saying, whoa, is he going to really talk about fetus in phase two? Well, phase two is some animals have different fetuses. And there was a drug in the 1970s that we thought, hey, this would be a great drug to give to pregnant women because um, it'll make their – and this was the, just a great thing. Let's make their labor a little bit easier. As men, let's invent that. Men, 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 men. And uh, let's test it. And then let's give it to the ladies and it'll make their their pregnancy easier. Only problem is they, they tested on the wrong animals. And they didn't test on pregnant animals or something like that. And the fetuses were totally different. So we've got a lot of children in the 1970s that were born called thalidomide babies with birth defects because we didn't do the studies correctly. So we've learned in theory. So once you get past phase two, then you got to get into phase three. Now, phase three is going to be important because that's when you're testing on humans. So that's when the FDA says things like, so did you test it on white people? Check. Did you test on people born in the Caribbean? Check. Did you test it on men? Check, 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 check. Do you test on low education, high education? Like you have to hit all your data points. And if you don't, they say, come back with more tests. So it's a bit of a process. And there's a whole business that supports the testing of, of clinical trials. When a company like Pfizer just wants to make the drug, they don't want to hire lab technicians and statisticians to run the tests. You get the idea. Across the board rally today on Moderna, ticker symbol mRNA, getting closer and closer, we feel, to a vaccine. I don't know, so I should shut up. You won't ever hear me quoting uh, people like, I heard on the uh, Howard Stern show that there's a cure for COVID, or I heard on the Joe Rogan show that he can cure hemorrhoids, or I heard on the Rush Limbaugh. Like, I don't, they're not experts, they're entertainers. That's entertainment. Um, I know you're saying, that's a great song. I know. Travel stocks are doing well today. American Airlines, United, Royal Caribbean, all up. Because if we feel there's a vaccine, we may even travel a little bit sooner. Um, it's funny because there's a company called Gilead 
I kind of, you know, it was working on a lot of cancer treatments in the 90s. And when I was doing this show, it's a Bay Area company, a lot of Bay Area employees. And I'm doing the show trying to, like, market to Bay Area people. I talk about Genentech and Gilead and some of these other companies that they were so cutting edge in cancer research. I was like, I could start smoking, and by the time I get cancer, they'll have a cure. Same thing could happen with the, I can start traveling, and by the time I get it, there will be a vaccine. So Wall Street's a little irrational right now, but that's okay because we see the positives that are out there. The EU, the European Union court, says Apple doesn't have to pay nearly $15 billion in Irish taxes. Um, so Apple has set aside money just in case the court says – um, that whole little sham thing that you did by setting up a bank account in Ireland because they have much lower corporate taxes because they're kind of sending the the finger to the rest of Europe. You, you can charge your high taxes. <laughs> That's no, the French guy goes, I'm going to charge high taxes and I'm going to give our citizens more stuff. And Ireland's like, we're going to charge no taxes and give them jobs. I get it. So Apple basically got $15 million victory for having kind of an offshore bank that wasn't that offshore, but they certainly weren't doing all their business in Ireland. And they're like, well, our patents are in Ireland. And you're like, are your patents is your manufacturing? Are your semiconductors? Are your store? No, our patents are held there. And that pisses off a lot of Americans, and I get it. So that's the story. So did Apple make $15 billion? Kind of. Is that money that can now be put into products? Yeah. Uh, will there be appeal? I don't know. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Mortgage rates set yet another record low. That's going to be another positive that comes out of COVID. If we all live, we'll have lower mortgage rates, and that will help our balance sheets in the future. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Big webinar Thursday evening. Sign up today at newfocusfinancial.com.